Hi, I'm Mike, lead pastor at The Ridge, and this is our weekly podcast. Thank you for joining us. Our desire is for you to grow in relationship with God, connect with others, and to experience God's purpose for life by adding value to the life of another. I hope that this message will build your faith and encourage you as we seek to grow together in God's Word. Enjoy today's message. Well, that is an engagement picture. And you can always tell they're both giddy. (laughs) Well, they get married and then oftentimes something happens. Let me get at that this way. How many of you ladies have a husband who dresses differently today than he did when you were dating? (laughs) Don't raise your hands. You can give an elbow or something like that. But you know, when you were dating... He'd show up and he, he'd be freshly showered and cleanly shaven and have a nice shirt and nice pants look good. Today, you know, he, he's lounging in, in jogger pants, got a big old elastic waistband, and he plans on using all the elastic. <laughs> well, welcome to the book of Hosea. Hosea begins, it's it's a book about a marriage that begins well, but it turns south. And as we dig into this, I think we're going to see that this is one of the most personal glimpses of God in all the Bible. Begins with this, Hosea chapter 1, verse 1. The word of the Lord that came to Hosea, son of Beri, during the reigns of Uzziah, Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah, kings of Judah. See, Hosea, he's a young prophet. He's called by God to warn the people. Their hearts were drifting from the Lord. Their lives were preoccupied with other activities. The message of Hosea, don't forget God. He's the one who made you. He's the one who created you. He's the one who designed you. He sustained you. Remember him, honor him, obey him, or the Assyrian war machine will bring disaster. Well, Hosea, he did what God asked him to do, and then God asked him to do something else. Verse 2, when the Lord began to speak through Hosea, the Lord said to him, Go, marry a promiscuous woman and have children with her. Well, wedding and marriage and wife, that's great. But it wasn't just that. There was one more, well, additional word. Did you catch it? Yeah, promiscuous. Verses 2 and 3. When the Lord began to speak through Hosea, the Lord said to him, Go, marry a promiscuous woman and have children with her. For, like an adulterous wife, this land is guilty of unfaithfulness to the Lord. So he married Gomer, daughter of Diablain. Well, things began well. I mean, Gomer followed Hosea into a new home and into a new life. And Gomer, she experienced what it's like to be loved. Loved not because of what she looks like. Loved not because of how she makes someone else feel. But loved because of who she was. And Hosea, his act of obedience was turning into the love of his life. He gave her his home, he gave her his name, and he gave her his heart. Here's what happens next. Verse 3. She conceived and bore him a son. 
But what do you think they named their baby boy? You know, it's not uncommon for parents today when you're going to name your kid to spend a little time figuring out what's a good name because we don't want to get that wrong. Don't want to look back years later and regret what we named them like the Key family. True story. Uh, Key family, they spent a couple months trying to decide what they're going to name their, their child is going to be a boy. And here's what they landed on. They na- landed on naming him Donald. Nice name, right? Donald Key. But a little while later, something changed when people started calling him Don. Because then it wasn't Donald Key. Then it became Donkey. <laughs> Donkey. Bummer. Well, look what these parents named their kid. It's actually significant. Verse 4. The Lord said to Hosea, call him Jezreel because I will soon punish the house of Jehu for the massacre at Jezreel. Well, Jezreel, we're reading reading through this passage and think, well, that seems innocent enough to us. But Jezreel, that was the name of a city that had recently had a military coup, had this massive massacre. First Kings tells us that there were so many corpses on the ground, the dogs were feasting on them. Naming your kid Jezreel back then would be like naming your kid Auschwitz today. Not good. Well, they had a second child, a girl, verse 6. She conceived again and bore a daughter. And the Lord said to him, call her name, no mercy, for I will have no more mercy on the house of Israel. That'd be like naming your kid, no pity or no compassion. Well, they're not done yet. One more child from this couple. Verse 8 and 9. After she had weaned, lo, Ruhamah, Gomer had another son. Then the Lord said, call him, lo, Amai, which means not my kin. His name meant not my kin. Ouch. Well, these names of their children, they do a couple of things for us. One thing they do is is they show us the upcoming consequences for Israel because they've been blowing God off. But they also do this. They also give us a sneak peek into what's happening in this marriage between Homer, between Gomer and Hosea. Did I say Homer? I think I did. (laughs) Gomer and Hosea. So here's what's transpiring there. No kin kin of mine. Why would anyone name their kid no kin of mine? Well, here's why. Because Hosea's suspicions were being confirmed. Gomer was his wife, but this was not his child. She's, She's been unfaithful. She's cheating on him. Chapter 2, verse 5. Their mother has been unfaithful and has conceived them in disgrace. She said, I will go after my lovers. Gomer left him. She was tired of being a wife. She's tired of being a mom. She's tired of being tied down. She just wanted to have her freedom. And so she left. Hosea became a single parent dad. And we can imagine the buzz in the town. Did you hear what happened to the prophet's wife? He should never have married her. We saw that coming. You can't teach an old dog new tricks. Yeah. I mean, Hosea, he was so busy telling us all the things that we were doing wrong. He couldn't hold his own family together. 
this story is intended to intersect with our stories. I imagine that, that some of you, as you hear this, can relate to Hosea. Someone that, that you've given your heart to hurt you. Someone that, that you've been faithful to was not faithful to you. You know this pain and it still hurts. And it doesn't make sense and it doesn't seem fair. And you don't know if you'll ever be able to trust again. Or maybe you're on the other side of this and you know what it feels like to be Gomer. You've made mistakes. You've made poor choices. You've been unfaithful. You've broken someone's innocence. You've broken someone's heart. And you wish that you could undo it. And you wish that that it didn't happen, but it did. And it hurts. And there's pain. Verse 5. She said... I will go after my lovers who give me my food and my water, my wool and my linen, my olive oil and my drink. Gomer, see what's happening here? She was lured by the chase. She was lured by by the glam and the glitter. She was lured by, well, the emotional surge of relationship. So as often happens to those who take that path, at first, it's a rush. But it ends up being very empty. Her fling with man number two, it's hot and heavy, but it doesn't last. She moves on to man number three. Lots of fireworks, lots of chemistry, but no substance. The stint with man number four, it was intense, but it was short term. Gomer went from man to man to man until she found herself in a very tough spot. The only man who still wanted to be with her couldn't fully provide for her. So watching from a distance, Hosea says these words, chapter 2, verse 8. She has not acknowledged that I was the one who gave her the grain, the new wine and oil, who lavished on her the silver and gold, which they used for Baal. Some take that to mean Hosea couldn't stand to see Gomer living in poverty, so he went to her lover in secret and covered the bills. Well, Hosea chapter 1 and 2, here's what we see. Gomer has been unfaithful. She's left Hosea's home, but she hadn't left his heart. Have you ever been in a situation like this one before? That's Donald Key in Have you ever been in a hole thinking, how do I get out? How do I get out of this situation? Well, here's rule number one for a hole escape. Stop digging. Stop digging. Stop doing whatever it was that got you into the hole in the first place. You know, maybe you're you're listening today and, and you're in a hole and God's word for you, it might not be all that complicated. He might be saying, well, stop digging. Stop digging. Look around. See what actions have gotten you into that hole and make a commitment today to stop doing those kind of things. 
Well, Gomer didn't do that. Her life wasn't good, but she kept digging. She kept doing the very things that got her there in the first place. This time, Hosea didn't step in. This time, Hosea actually backs off. Verse 15. Hosea says, there I will give her back her vineyards and will make the valley of Achor a door of hope. Here's what's happening. God's saying, when we don't listen, when we don't stay open, when we're not teachable, when we just insist on our own ways, oftentimes God just, just allows it. He says, okay, if that's what you really want. And God, in those moments, he removes his protective hand from our lives and we experience the consequences of our actions. Gomer, she's still loved here, but her actions still greatly affected her life. Gomer eventually lands with a man who does more than use her. This next man, we read, he actually, he sells her. This is a tough story. In Hosea chapter 3, we discover Gomer has dug a hole so deep she has been sold by a man into slavery. I mean, let's imagine this scene. Gomer is brought to the auction block. The bidding begins. How many pieces of silver for this one? Well, eight Eight, I'll give you eight pieces of silver. Nine, nine pieces of Ten, ten, do I hear eleven? Eleven pieces of silver going once, going twice. Then from the back of the room, someone calls out, Fifteen! Fifteen, I'll give you fifteen pieces of silver for her. Gavel, sounds, sold. Man walks from the back of the room. A hush falls over the crowd. It's Hosea. It's Hosea. Chapter 3, verse 2. He says, so I bought her. I bought her for 15 shekels of silver and about a homer and lethic of barley. But he's thinking, what is Hosea going to do now she's hurt him is he gonna shame her she's betrayed him is he gonna find a way to pay her back not exactly verse three then i told her you are to live with me many days You must not be a prostitute or be intimate with any man, and I will behave the same way toward you. He took her back. He took her back. He took her back. Not as a slave. Not as a servant. Not as a cook. He took her back. To be his wife. How could he do that? How could anyone do that? How could he, knowing where she'd been? 
How could he, knowing what she'd done, how could he go to that auction? How could he pay more than anybody else was willing to pay? How could he buy her back? How could he invite her to be his wife? Well, the answer is found in one of the great verses in the Bible. It's Hosea chapter 3, verse 1. The Lord said to me, Go, show your love to your wife again, though she is loved by another man and is an adulteress. And here's the key. Love her as the Lord loves the Israelites, though they turn to other gods. This book of Hosea does something in me like none other. It's not just about marriage. And it's not just about relationships. And it's not just about a template of what to do when a relationship goes bad. It shows us God. Some parts of the Bible, we see God's power. And in some parts, we see God's provisions. And in some parts, we see God's wisdom. Here, we see God's story. He's giving us a peek into what it's like to be him. In the book of Hosea, God opens himself up and he shows us his heart. God He doesn't just rule. He feels. And God, he doesn't just reign. He hurts. There's a little bit of Gomer in me. When we read this book in the Bible, I think... That I'm supposed to see God in Hosea. And I think that I'm supposed to see Gomer in me. How many times have I been lured away? How many times have I been unfaithful to him? How many times have I followed my urges? How many times have I followed my own agenda? How many times have I just done my own thing? How many times have I embraced other lovers? Hosea shows me, you know, God doesn't respond to my unfaithfulness with the emotional detachment of a police officer just doling out speeding tickets. My disobedience knocks the emotional wind out of him. Hosea just raises the curtains of heaven and we get to see how God feels when we don't follow him. Of all the images that God could use, he chooses to use an unfaithful spouse. Wow! It doesn't get more personal. It doesn't get more painful than that. Why? We don't just blow off our religion. 
we blow off our maker. We don't just break a rule. We break his heart. Our God feels. Our God, well, he hurts. And get this. The book of Hosea shows us the God of all the universe is emotionally connected to you and to me. What we do affects him deeply. Why? Because he loves Sometimes it's easier to believe in an angry God than a loving one. But look at this book. Chapter 3, verse 1. The Lord said to me, Go, show your love to your wife again. Though she is loved by another man and is an adulteress, love her as the Lord loves the Israelites, though they turn to other gods. And God says this, chapter 2, verse 19, I will betroth you to me forever. I will betroth you in righteousness and justice, in love and compassion. I will betroth you in faithfulness. Whatever is causing you to, to question the love that God has for you, let it go. It's a lie. Whether it's shame or guilt or inadequacy or unfaithfulness, it's a lie. God loves you the way that Hosea loves Gomer. When we deserve it, and he still loves us even when we don't. Thanks for joining us today and listening to our weekly podcast. My name is Will Heron. I'm the Director of Discipleship here at The Ridge. If you would like to dig a little deeper into what we've been talking about today, uh, be sure to check out Beyond the Sermon. This is a weekly devotional that goes out after second service on Sunday. There you'll find the scripture that we've been looking at, some questions for you to, to dive into. But then there's also a discussion uh, that I have with whoever is teaching that Sunday. And we just dive deeper into different themes and topics from the sermon. If you've enjoyed our podcast, feel free to share it with your friends. And also jump on our website, ridgelife.org, to get more connected here at the Ridge.